Hi, this is Eric Y. Chen, host of the Y Factor podcast, where I interview entrepreneurs, CEOs, and individuals on how they got started in their business. I take a deep dive to understand their journey through life, uncovering their purpose, and most importantly, discussing their whys. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. This is Eric Y. Chen of the Y Factor Podcast. And today I have Brittany and Ty from The Willow Company. It's a baby fashion company, but I'd love to have you guys introduce yourselves and explain what your company is and what you guys do. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Um, I'm Brittany Davis. I am the owner of Willow & Co. And this is my husband, Ty. We're actually own it together as a, as a couple. And uh, we live in Rockland, California. We have a little one and she's the inspiration of our business. So we're very excited to be here. Awesome. No, I'm excited to have you guys here. The light just turned off on me. Um, so <laughs> my video is dark now, but not a big deal since this is a podcast. So no one's going to be seeing too much <laughs> of, of the lighting here anyways. Um, but just so the audience knows, I'm just sitting here in the dark now <laughs> with the automated sensor. Only we know. <laughs> um, but yeah, both you and I, we, we go way back, um, obviously, yes. right? So it's been incredibly fun to see your guys' journey in terms of starting a business. Um, and so, you know, both Brittany and I, we actually worked together back in, uh, let's say 2000. Did you jump on in 2013? I want to, yeah, 13th. End of 14, I want to say. End of 14, yeah. So we were both at the same corporate job uh, selling for ADP, the largest payroll company in the world. Yep. Uh, basically just hustling out there, right? That's, uh, that was pretty Knocking much our... Doors. Knocking yep. on doors. Um, in our respective territories and then seeing each other once a week. Um, but I'm so glad that, you know, we've kept in touch and, you know, I was able to meet your incredible husband as well, who's been super cool and super supportive um, in your guys' journey so far. And so obviously there's always been like this sense of, at least for me as an entrepreneur or starting the business that I feel like salespeople themselves always have um, kind of a natural hustle or instinct um, within themselves mm -hmm. to want to start a business or, or do something because, because they have that natural energy or um, that sense to be able to just keep hustling. Right. Um, so with that, what was it that, do you feel like the same or is that's what are the reasons why you started the business in, in the first place? Yeah. ADP, that was quite the experience teaching me kind of, I mean, I still use some of the things I learned from ADP with the sales training for some of the stuff I do now. It's just kind of something nice to have ingrained in you, but definitely have that hustle drive. Um, and I always, the thing is, I, I liked what I was doing and it's fun to talk about certain things because you know you're getting a good commission and pay, but it, it wasn't fully my passion. So once I was kind of able to find something that I loved and just use what I kind of had that foundation and knowledge I had from being in sales, because um, so I did it, I mean, I had another sales job after that. So maybe about four or five years of experience and, but now being able to do what I love and something that... I mean, it's my own business. So that helps a lot too, to be motivated. Yes, to answer your question. You're saying selling um, HR software, payroll systems, health benefits, none of that was fulfilling a passion? Oh, so fulfilling. <laughs> the good thing was the people I met 
from the company. I still talk to so many people. I mean, obviously you being one of them and then getting to work with you. I mean, that's the cool thing. So I met the most awesome people. Some of them are even uh, customers now of your business, which is pretty cool the um, i feel like both of us you know going through that that company in it itself is almost like kind of like a frat or a sorority right because you're you're going 100%. through this initiation process um of uh, going through training and then just knocking on doors every day and then getting rejected right so then um the whole thing it's like we all experience this and so i think that's what helped all of us you know develop this relationship closely together but now the tables have turned, right? Instead of you selling uh, payroll software to small businesses, you yourself are now a small business, right? Right. So for people who are trying to figure out like, what do they want to do? Maybe they're working a corporate job today, or, you know, they're trying to figure out what is it that they want to do as like a side hustle or a business that they want to build out. How did you come to the idea of wanting to build out a, a baby brand company? Yeah. So back to you and talking about small business. I mean, even just me experiencing working with small businesses was pretty cool to see because families are involved. I mean, that's their whole entire livelihood. They're working 24-7, whether it's restaurant, store, whatever it may be. Definitely gave me that actual appreciation for a small business. And it really reminded me, I mean, as much as I love some of the bigger corporates, I I would make every effort I could to shop at boutiques. I mean, you can find everything at boutiques, like even a birthday card. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just instead of going to Hallmark or whatever it may be, going into a small business, buying something from there, it's so much more satisfying. I love the experience of it too. I actually feel like way better and I find way more things that I would say actually are my style or whatever it may be. So that was definitely help. Like it just gave me a good insight. And then from there, I started working. I was at ADP at the time, kind of towards the end of ADP, I started working with um, a boutique called Driftco and it's completely my style hundred percent. And they they started having me do pictures for them. And so I would just do the content pictures and I got to basically play dress up and have fun. And the girls who work there were hustlers, amazing, super Mm -hmm. smart, super just talented. It was just so fun. It really made me literally just happy. So, and I saw just the energy and the effort behind everything. I mean, she, the owner worked very hard. They all did it because they were so invested in it. So I saw that side of things and that was something that definitely inspired me. But then I did also see the side too of how challenging it is and actually owning a storefront. That's a whole nother level. So that was something that I kind of, I started asking questions, you know, what is it like owning a storefront? I talk about things too, the overhead, this and that responsibility. So I started realizing, okay, that's great. I could, I would love to open a boutique. That'd be something really fun. And then kind of evolved into me being like, I actually just want to do my own brand, like my own thing. So this was all me thinking I was going to do women's clothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So the whole idea was to start with women's clothing. I can name a couple of brands that were probably somewhat of the inspiration. Um, And then I started doing research on that and realizing, okay, there's a lot in the market. There's a lot in the market for everything, but baby was not really on the radar yet, but as I kept doing my research on what I would want to do, I'm like, okay, I think I need to find something unique if possible. So fast forward, we find out about Kennedy, super excited. She just turned two a little over a week ago. So happy birthday to Kennedy. Um, so in that time, I 
moved over to a new company and great job, incredible experience. Hey, was amazing. It was all so great. Right. Um, and then I was about four months in with Kennedy and Mm -hmm. my company was bought out by another company. So basically all jobs were terminated in my department. Huge bummer for everybody. It was an incredible team. But at that time, I mean, here's my opportunity, right? So I I took that to, okay, this is kind of, this is not going to happen unless I do this now. So that's when it kind of involved, you know, into baby line. I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, but if I do something, it's going to be something different. I have to do something different. There's so many, right? So at the point of transition, really that motivator was essentially when you got laid off from your job during the acquisition, right? So did you, did you have an idea of like wanting to find another job and then work on the side hustle too? Or this was like, this is the gap time where you are going to focus hundred percent on just getting started and building out the brand. Yeah. I wanted to find another job too. Um, I did. (laughs) I mean, just as time passed, I mean, time was kind of ticking anyway. I had a couple months into where I'd probably do maternity leave at that point anyway, but I knew I'm like, I have to have something. And that's when I just kind of put everything full force and we just completely made the brand a priority. Um, so put all my effort into that and realizing though, obviously not going to get an income right away. So a lot of people, you know, you don't realize that, uh, especially taking the route of, of doing a brand versus a shop. Uh, that was a huge decision for me because once I realized kind of how the two work, okay, I do believe that I can take a brand further than a shop and, um, just for many reasons, but mostly because I knew I was going to just be competing with every other shop that's out there. And you're basically the best marketer in my mind. So I was nervous about that piece of it. And I also wanted it to just be my own thing. So whatever I made, I could back up hundred percent, not depend on another brand essentially. So both you and I, we came from a sales background, right? So um, and I know Ty does a bit of marketing too. So at the point of transition, when Brittany wanted to launch the company, like what were you thinking? Like, what was your input? Like, where was your head at at that point? Like Brittany talked about, she had landed a great job um, after ADP is a great company, great pay. Um, you know, we, we got married and, and we found out um, on our honeymoon that we were pregnant. So that was like a, a very quick marriage. And then um, all right, baby's coming. And, and she had been talking about that idea of opening up something. And that's, that's where, you know, the inspiration instead of a woman's boutique came around being, you know, a baby brand and making something that's a little more modern and, and that, um, you know, all these, um, moms or uh, even dads that are shopping at those boutiques are looking for a certain style and, um, transferring that into a baby style. Um, as you know, that layoff happened, it was a hard time for her. Obviously she had worked hard, um, you know, in college and, and to get to where she was in her career and at four months pregnant, you know, even though it's technically, um, you know, illegal, it's, it's not exactly uh, easy for a woman to get a job at, at four months pregnant because mm-hmm. employers have the, you know, think that, oh, well, she's just going to be gone in a few months um, exactly. for a while. So, um, that wasn't easy and it just kind of, that was the opportunity where she said, you know, this is, I'm just going to give it my all. Um, it's kind of like, this is how the cards have played and it's maybe a sign. And for me, obviously want to support her and, um, her, you know, trying to do something that she's dreamed about and, um, kind of have that independence that she's wanted of, you know, not working for the man, same to what you're doing and what she's doing. 
and and have that entrepreneurship um, um, kind of drive. And so obviously all in here to help her. My background is in marketing. I've done you know sales as well. Um, so I, I try to help where I can um, on that part of the company. Yeah, definitely. So going into now, you guys have started it, right? And then Brittany, you mentioned starting a business, you're not going to, a lot of people don't realize that they're not going to make a profit. And it's yeah. moreover that they're, they're going to be putting an investment um, into the business and they might not realize a return for a long, long time. Right. Right. And so is that something that you kind of knew ahead of time or that's just something like, okay, you went and you started sourcing materials for your clothing and then you're like, wait a minute, I'm not going to be making any money until this inventory is being sold. Yeah, definitely. And I, I knew, you know, people always say that's like the golden rule. Okay. You're not going to make money for three to five years. You hear that but you don't realize it till you're in it. And you're like, I am putting in all this effort. You talk about it constantly, you know, whether it's with your significant other or even my friends, my family, we'll be just out and about doing our own thing and got to stop everything because something comes up, you know, and it's a 24 seven type of thing. It really is. It's not like I'm working 24 seven, but it could be eight o'clock at night, whatever. I'd love to watch a show, but I need to get stuff done. And of course you bring everyone else in it with you. So as time did pass, you know, I started realizing, yeah, I'm not making an income. I'm just, you know, you invest, you invest your money, your time, your freedom. There are events we've missed for things. You know, the last photo shoot we did, we missed a birthday party and it was just so frustrating because we felt so bad we couldn't be there. But I am in this phase right now where I'm like, I, I know not everyone fully understands and you can't expect them to. You can't expect right. your friends and your family to, you know, fully get it because they're like, what can be so busy about a baby? Like baby clothes, you're just selling clothes. Like what? But the details behind it, everything, there's always something. So, you know, you can't expect everyone to just understand. But um, when people do ask, that is one of the things I definitely, I don't go into it right away all negative. Like, well, you're not going to make money. You need to have all this money up front. You know, don't expect anything in return. But it is true. So, I mean, we're at this turning point right now where things have grown so much that I know that there's definitely going to be something significant in the future. But it's crazy. Of course, income is the whole reason you start a business pretty Mm -hmm. much. But we're so invested in it now that it's just seeing the brand grow and continue to thrive. It gives you much more motivation. Um, but that is the main thing that there is no income and that's why I still work. So I also have another job and whenever people hear that, they're like, I don't get it. You have a, a great company. It's clearly doing well and you're working too. But I, I also need something else to supplement for now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, the main thing I ask people to, when they want to start a business, I'm like, okay, tell me, do you want this to be a hobby or do you want this to go next level? Do you want this to be big? Like your full-time career where you and your partner can maybe, or whoever you could be, whatever, doing this on your own, is this going to be your actual full on livelihood? And a lot of the time people are like, yeah, I want it to go big, you know, of course, but I think maybe just for now, a side hustle. I decided right from the beginning, this is not going to be a hobby or a side hustle. This is hundred percent going to be a career. We met not to uh, go off too far off topic, but we met the most amazing business owners. Um, they were a couple sweet and swag. They are the little baby moccasins. We met them at the magic convention in Vegas and she was a nurse and he was a lawyer, but 
we met them there. They had their booth. We talked to them and, you know, she was the type of business owner that I a thousand percent strive to be. She sat there and it's not that she ignored the customers that were coming up to her, but she gave us and her husband as well, her co-owner gave us full attention. They gave us the best advice. They really wanted to see another person succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that. So when I really try to model that too. So when people come to me and ask me questions, I, I want to give them as much advice as I can. I've been rejected on advice before I've reached out. I reach out to as many people as I can in my network or outside of it. And there will be people that are just don't want to, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, That was huge for me. So that was a really great model um, and a really great success story that sticks with me. So yes. Yeah. And I, I feel like it's, it's so important, you know, for a lot of the newer business people or people who are just starting their business right from the beginning to ask for help, right? A lot of people, once they start, you know, working on a project, they just focus on it, focus on themselves. And then I have to just figure this out on my own. Right. But then not a lot of people realize that there, there are people who are willing to help um, and who want to help and see other people succeed. Um, And is that something that you learned or do you just naturally, you know, gravitated towards like, yeah, I'm going to reach out to people who I want to learn from and get advice from and even facing that rejection, um, you know, from people like, what was that the mindset like there? Yeah. So I will have to give it to Ty a lot for encouraging me to continue to reach out and not be um, shy about it. But I will tell you that my network and who I've reached out to, people that I just saw and thought about, okay, who is possibly like in this industry has even some form of knowledge for me, whether it's something about sourcing for fabric or zippers, or I mean, of course, you've got so so much information, you know, from anything, videography, photography, you know, all of that. I have gotten so much of my resources from just reaching out and saying, Hey, what are your thoughts on this from anything from, Hey, tax write-offs, like, can you help me out with that? You know, things that you don't just know by common sense and the little pieces of information that people want to give to you. And it just really does remind you there are so many good people out there that want to see you succeed. And there will be people that don't, of course. I mean, you'll get even some of your close friends that won't fully support things or want to see you succeed, but not too much, you know, and I won't say I've had many close friends like that, but it does happen. And that it's just can be human nature. You bring up a good point, right? A lot of entrepreneurs, what they're afraid of is the outward response in, um, you know, failing, right. Or, you know, like you said earlier on, it's like you guys had to miss a friend's birthday party to prioritize the business. And, you know, sometimes they don't understand and just that whole new lifestyle or just what you have to go through. Um, but how has that impacted you guys just when you, you do come across that and you talking about like, Oh, you know, a friend may not support your business, even though they're great friends with you and, or maybe they've, they've grown up with you. Then all of a sudden you're working on this business and then just everything that, you know, you talk about with them, or at least with your business, they're just so negative about it, or they're not supportive of what you do. Like, how does that, you know, affect you and the business, um, and then your relationship with, with other people? Yes. Well, I've had some really great responses and of friends, of course, stand by your side and everything else. And there's been moments, of course, of like, oh, good for you. Like, okay, you know, it's good. But I will say one main thing, and this is not even to be about gender or anything of that sort or 
but as a mom, when you have a, it seems like more of a hobby. Usually it's, it's when a women business owner, a lot of the time it seems like, okay, you know, she's just doing it for fun. She's married. She has probably a husband that supports her fully anyway. So this is kind of just something that she's just doing to like have almost a hobby. And I, in the beginning was very uh, adamant about making sure that that was not the perception. And now I've kind of just realized that that doesn't really matter the perception because that's not the case. And, um, you're going to get different opinions, different responses from all different types of people and some amazing people that will come out of the woodworks. And there are people from middle school. I'll see their name pop up on an order. Like, that's so cool, you know, but there will be definitely negative, um, responses. And I would say a lot of it is I've actually held back a lot of putting my face out there being the face of the company. Um, for that reason. And I think it's kind of ridiculous to do that, but that's just something that I have personally struggled with. So I would definitely say, yes, you will experience great people, but also naysayers. And that, and that's something, you know, you and I've talked about, um, moving forward with a brand to, you know, personalize it, putting yourself out there, um, in order for more people to support the brand, right? Because once they put a, Mm -hmm. a face to the name of the company, the brand and the mission, then I think there's going to be more positives than there are negatives, right? And, you know, you telling your story about friends or acquaintances, um, you know, in the aspect of supporting, you know, mom-owned businesses, it's almost almost like they're reflecting on themselves about the opportunity um, that you have, right? But again, you've you've gone in to show that you yourself already admitted you have to go work another job in order to even sustain, you know, the Willow Company uh, until it you know, it gets to a point where you guys are going to be comfortable to go full time. Right. So that's what I love about you guys working on this business is that you're not just a stay at home mom and just wanting to just work on this for fun. Like this is a very serious business. You're passionate about it and you recognize that you're not going to just, yeah, let your husband support you. You're basically a full on independent woman working at a job and working on the business at the same time and taking care of a kid and then having your, your, your husband support you in that. Right. And I think it's, absolutely amazing um what you guys have going on i'll agree with you because you said it perfectly she is amazing <laughs> she really has three jobs because like not as much time as the other but she has, has two jobs that i mean she's a contractor for and then she has this company that she's growing and uh, one huge full-time job uh, which is being a mom um, mm-hmm. and then another part-time job of being you know um my wife, which I'm, I'm sure I, I take <laughs> extra, no, I extra time. Yes, you do. But um, I take extra. Uh, she, she is amazing in, in, in doing all that kind of stuff. Like you said, I just want to <laughs> second that. that. So four jobs. That is amazing, yeah. right? I, I think, you know, as, as guests in terms of the podcast, right? I've, I've interviewed a lot of, you know, solopreneurs, you know, I guess more like boys and girls or not boys and girls, but guys and girls like me, you know, they have the the freedom and ability to just like, okay, well, I am going to go, you know, travel the world and work on my online business and not have to worry too much. Um, it's still, it's a lot of work, right? But then just having the dynamic or understanding the, the different dynamics of, um, I interviewed, um, you know, these friends who actually were best friends, I think coming out of college and they started the business together and then understanding how their dynamic works. And they basically say like, they love working together. And it's like the best energy that even their girlfriends are so jealous of them with the type of relation uh-huh. they have. Right. right. Um, and then just, 
even like with you guys as husband and wife, right? There's, there's so many people out there. They're always talking about like what opportunity they have or what are their situations of like what they want to do? How has it been working together on this business in itself? Right. Um, is it like you make all decisions, you, you take the input from Ty. How does that all work right now? Let me take that. Okay. After you, you go first. Okay. Well, I would say it's, it's really great. It's cool. We have, I love seeing like how excited he gets about things. I feel like sometimes he even gets more excited about talking about it than his own job. No, I'm just kidding, but really, um, because it's something that he sees that I'm passionate about too. But I will say it's been amazing. There have been challenges and I think a lot of it comes back to how you work as a person. And for me, like your love languages, mine's definitely quality time. And so losing quality time has, has been hard for me because a lot of it is we'll talk about Willow. We will talk about anything just business related. That could be something that has to do with work besides, you know, just having some downtime and shutting off and, and hard worker, right? We, we both end up becoming so consumed by it. So that has been a challenge of just that, that gets taken away. A lot of the time, your, your quality time together, but it does, it's cool because we get to go do certain things together that, I mean, well, he can come to LA with me and hasn't been that many times yet, but enough to where we've gotten to do some fun trips and experiences together um, from it. I would say that there is just, there. it can put a little bit of pressure um, and it goes in waves, you know, like this last six months has definitely been a lot more than it was in the beginning. And we just have to come back and, and communicate with each other why and maybe try to carve out more time for ourselves. But mm -hmm. this is all part of it. And if, if we think that this is intense, I'm sure it's going to get even more intense as we grow. So um, it's been mostly amazing. And just to be honest, there has been challenges. Yeah. But. Um, I will echo what she says. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing to watch grow together. Uh, you know, I guess it is like another little baby. Um, but doesn't have to feed it and doesn't kind of. <laughs> have to change his diapers. Yeah, I mean, it's still not like all smooth sailing. And, you know, it's, it's times, like she said, that we you could probably watch an episode of Game of Thrones. But, you know, I I'd probably bring up, you know, like operational stuff. I want to talk about that. And I need to, you know, leave it for our working hours that we have together um, and just focus on uh, turning off for a minute. I do think, and I know she thinks that's important every now and then is turn off for a minute just to kind of revitalize, mm -hmm. even if it's like staring at, you know, a bunch of dragons, you know, burning people um, <laughs> or, or whatever shows she really likes. But um, there's a lot of little things in owning a business that you never know until you're right in the middle of it. And it's like little things that would never cross someone's mind that, that didn't know otherwise about owning a company whether it's um, you know, making sure you pay your sales tax or um, having your, your books up to, uh, up to par and making sure um, you know, anything from mm -hmm. returns and all that sort are taken care of that, that takes away from some of the time. But um, it's still been a really cool experience with her. Yeah. yeah, I would say I'm much more on the creative side of things where I come up with whatever it may be or and he definitely does a lot of the technical stuff. So I don't, anything from website and stuff, I, I rarely have to go on the website and fix anything, thankfully. 
Uh, so you kind of just find your skill set. And I think that's what helped this company evolve is knowing what you're good at and mm-hmm. in educating yourself and what you're not, and then reaching out and figuring out how to get better at something or finding someone to do it for you. Because yeah. there have been a lot of things that I could have not done on my own and without resources or my partner, you know, working with you, you know, the marketing side of things too. So you, you just mentioned that understanding your skill sets and you know, one person knows one thing or you know the other or learning to, to outsource. Like what are the divisions of responsibilities that you guys have for the business? Ty definitely does a lot of the technical stuff. I'll do a lot more on the website. I mean, even just the tax side, like all that, the books, he really does take lead on that, which is great. Leaves me a little bit more open for other things. Um, and I would definitely say the more creative side of things, that's me. Um, but now that he has been in this with me the whole time, he kind of has much more of an eye for things now. So yep. I can run things past him. And before it was a little bit more challenging because I obviously see all the little things and realize, okay, it's not going to work because X, Y, and Z. And that's just because I've been in, the clothing has just been my thing for a little while. He's never paid attention to that until mm. now. Yeah. So keeping things on brand has been extremely important for me. Everything from the name to where we produce our clothing and, you know, Los Angeles and uh, everything is just staying on brand is so essential for me. Um, and so that's something that I just consistently do. It, it, but there are things that he does that are time consuming that he will help me with, like mm-hmm. even putting together orders, the amount of time that takes. And I look forward to when we get to prioritize what we can outsource even more, <laughs> that will be orders. But those are things that he, you know, he can help me with. It's, it's the things that I just take time and but things I would never be able to do, like I, coding. I'd, I'd say I'm a good executive assistant for her. <laughs> but um, obviously, yeah, she has the vision. She knows the industry. She knows um, you know, what the um, market is looking for. Um, and yeah, I'll, I help on, I'll help on the back end and, and doing um, the more mundane stuff because obviously her – um, being ahead of the game and understanding, you know, um, what people are looking for, getting that feedback from customers and even our retailers is really important. Um, and then her building out those relationships that she has with all the sourcers. So whether it's our cut and sew or it's our fabric provider or, or the zipper button people, um, um, she she does a really good job at that. And then, you know, I want to help on the back end so she can keep her focus um, there. Yeah, no, that's awesome. It sounds like the perfect partnership, regardless of the ups and downs and and figuring things out. Um, Has there been anything that's kind of gone awry in the business itself or the challenges um, that you guys had to overcome? There's nothing been that's been so detrimental. I think the main thing for me, I don't know if this is getting like too detailed or not helpful, but timelines have been a struggle. You know, we're just lining everything up perfectly with all of our sourcing basically and getting everything um, and, and keeping things as quality as possible. I mean, we sell obviously at a little bit of a higher price point for, you know, for the fabric itself and to be made in the USA and all of that, that all adds up. So everything that we're using is going to be a higher price point. So keeping it all consistent, everything just flowing perfectly has taken some serious effort because we've had to switch around sourcing. We've had to, you know, if something's not up to par, 
we have to move on to the next thing because we have, of course, our customers that are, we have a lot, a lot of returning customers and our wholesalers. I mean, our shops that we work with, they expect a certain quality and consistency. And so that's up to us. And I think yeah. that the coolest thing about having a brand, but the most responsibility um, because you can't just call up your, you know, your, your brand and say, Hey, this wasn't great. Send me a new one, you know, cause it's their, <laughs> their fault. Yep. It's on us. And it, it is amazing because, you know, obviously you, I'm working with you guys now and helping, you know, build out the brand and, and getting it to the next stage. Um, but even when I jumped into your guys' store, just to see the data that, you know, the, the system is able to display of you guys having such a high percentage of return customers coming back and buying more. Right. And to, to me, that's such a great sign of how great of quality products that you guys are making and the attention to detail that you guys have. Um, so it's, it's been a pleasure working with you guys so far and, and seeing where it goes. And obviously I saw the struggle, you know, that we had with you know delays in manufacturing and just things getting pushed back. But I, that's probably to me, that's just the tip of the iceberg compared to what you guys have had to, to deal with so far. Um, so kudos to you guys. I did want to ask you guys, like, as you mentioned, the the brand itself um, for the Willowco, like, can you explain more of like what the whole brand is, the you know the identity and the mission and um, just the Willowco itself? Starting out, uh, like I said, I wanted everything to be kind of on the luxury side as much as it can be for baby. Things that you're not going to find at your typical store. You're not going to be able to go walk in somewhere and find it. Um, so the colors, of course, were very important. I wanted it to be gender neutral as possible. Of course, we still have some that are definitely more girl or boy, but not too many. And um, just everything to be essential. Everything, when you think about Willow, you think essentials, you think quality, luxury, eco-friendly, you know, the things that not everybody cares about, but those that do. Uh, it works for them. So a, a little bit of a niche brand, um, but something that kind of gives you just like the earthy tone feel. Um, being made in the USA was so important to me because I, that's just was top of my list. Um, and being able to work with my manufacturers and go see them in person and see actually what's even going on in the warehouse and um, having that relationship with them. So for everything to be um, high quality as possible, of course. Yeah. And I, um, yeah, I really wanted to make sure that it was something that when people thought of the brand, they knew what they were going to get. So there are so many items that I could do. Of course, I have a huge list of things. There's a lot of products you can have. Um, but I really wanted to establish the brand and start with the essentials that uh, would be needed over and over and over again for a uh, baby. So that I would, I would say just all around, um, a very well thought out brand, uh, all, all the attention to the detail that you just mentioned. Right. And then the material itself is, is more special than what you can technically like find out there right now. Right. It's, right. is it bam bamboo that you guys make your fabric out of or clothing out of? Yes. So everything is 95% bamboo, 5% spandex. So it's has a four-way stretch or two-way stretches lengthwise and width. And that's so important because you can get such a longer use out of it. So cotton, of course, shrinks. It peels up a little bit more. It loses its color. 
character and integrity. And that was a huge, it doesn't stretch that well. And that is like, when I was thinking about what I, what I wanted to do with the brand is get use out of your items, because Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing that people always say, I have all these clothes, they grow out of them. I spent all this money and they got to wear it a couple times. And that was just a no go for me. I wanted it to be one of the most used things in the entire wardrobe. Literally, I look for the willow item. I look for it because I love putting it on them. So that's cool. That's something that is exactly what I wanted. Um, I like to call it, I mean, for me, it's like the cry free kind of clothing because it stretches so much that like, I mean, every new parent or old parent out there will know that um, when you try to get like cotton over a kid's head, like it, it's like tight on the head because most babies have big old heads and they'll start to cry. So with, with bamboo, like it just flexes, you can get it right over the head and it, it retains its um, structure. So it doesn't like stretch it out or anything. It, it, it stays and less crying. I think using a smaller size on Kennedy still, but she still fits it. Uh, the longevity of it is like crazy. Yeah. I mean, because of the stretch, like Kennedy, I think just maybe um, went to like, she was wearing 12 to 18 and she's over two years old and, and kind of growing out of it. And she's normal size. She's not like a small little girl. Um, she wears like three T in most stuff. So most like, things you'll find at the department store she'll be in a 3t so we shoved her in and the other night it was laying around like I was doing all like this laundry I haven't touched in a while and I threw her in a 9 to 12 yeah I don't do 9 to 12 anymore it's 6 to 12 12 to 18 but it was an original one and it was pretty stretched out on her but it fit her so I have (laughs) so many like items just sitting around and it's just funny because you're in the wrong size. Yeah, for the audience out there, we're saying like it's a six to twelve month baby clothes fitting on a two year old toddler at this point. Yeah, um, it, it's so amazing. I mean, I was obviously have been able to play around with the the product. I've actually purchased some and you know gifted it to friends and everything. So it's obviously a great yeah, gift to you know newborns and new new parents um, essentially. So um, obviously, I want to uh, wrap things up, but. Wanted to ask you guys a final question in terms of, you know, for the couples out there, the boyfriends, girlfriends, or husbands and wives, um, or even the partners out there that want to start a business, um, what is the, you know, one advice that you'd want to share with them um, if they were to come ask you today um, about them starting on their own journey? Well, I would definitely say find your vision right off the bat and stay in your lane and and be, become an expert at what you want to do and figure out first your intentions. So is this, is this a hobby? Is this something that you are willing to talk about all the time, stand behind and I mean, get other people into as well because this is going to become a part of you now. So figure out whatever that is and be ready to make it the hugest one of the hugest parts of your life um and together i would say you both have to be just as committed and just as passionate about it because i don't think if he wasn't completely supportive i don't think it would work honestly because marriage is a commitment obviously or you're in a committed relationship and if you or you have a business partner Mm -hmm. you're you're like in a relationship with a business partner whether or not you're you know a thing but I would say you have to both be 100% committed and, and supportive. Otherwise, it, I don't think it will last. So that's what I would say. Do you have anything? 
I mean, she said it perfectly. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you just gotta be committed. And, and it's like, I think the biggest thing, like she said, it's, it's not a hobby. It's like a business, um, that you're trying to grow and understanding that it's going to be like a three to five year process. You know, it's, it's, you're not going to make money right away. Um, maybe you will, if like you, you found a niche and you make it right away and you have the capital to like put all that up. Um, but it, it is a process. So you're not going to, you know, it's hard sometimes when you don't see an income and you put all this work in. Um, but when you start seeing the sales increasing, increasing, um, that, that kind of makes you have high hopes um, for what's to come. Mm-hmm. So. Don't get too excited and take money out right away because you got to reinvest it anyway. So yeah, that is, that's that how you get big and that's okay. That is true. Yeah, you yeah. can't just go out and just splurge uh, on other yeah. earnings. How do I continue to grow it? Um, no, that, that's an amazing. It's it's been so fun to work with you guys so far and and see where the journey yes. is. Obviously, um, if you guys are listening to this podcast, ideally we're at the point of basically doing a relaunch of their entire brand, new clothing line, new colors, and everything. So definitely check it out. Um, I'm going to have a link on the website as well to go and check out the Willow Co. And I'll probably have a discount uh, code for those listeners out there who do want to check it out and um, take a little bit of a discount as a thank you guys for listening um, and just being able to experience the brand, see what Brittany and Ty have created, um, you know, something amazing and especially for something to grow, you know, with your newborn, your baby, your your nieces and nephews and things like that. So um, enjoy guys. And thank you for you both for uh, jumping on to the Y Factor podcast. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, I'll, and I'll, I'll, you have the last word, but I just want to say really thank you to you for all your help. And then we'll give a special shout out to um, Eric um, Lee, who's helped us. Angel, who's been great um, help. Paris as well. Mm -hmm. Those are, like you you talked about, important people (laughs) that have been part of this journey. So thank you. you. We love working with you. We appreciate you very much. And we're excited for the future and all that comes with it. So yeah, thank you. Amazing. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening until the very end. You can find more information about my guest on the website at whyfactorpodcast.com. I'll provide any links and promo codes that were mentioned in the interview. A full transcription of the interview is also available on the website. Share with your friends and tune in next time for another episode of The Y Factor.